Hi there, welcome to Movement Matter, a podcast that talks about conscious movement and the role and importance of it in our society. I will bring along some practitioners, teachers and students of this matter, as I am interested to know how people approach conscious movement from different working fields. I hope I can inspire you to also look at movement from a different perspective, bringing more healing and liberation into your life. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a good time here with us. Hi everyone, welcome to our third episode of the podcast. Today I'm with the first guest of the series on community. Her name is Marley. Did I say this correctly? Yes. Great. Okay. Um, I am so happy to have her here today with me. I've been following a little bit her work and I'm super excited to share and use this platform to also amplify the beautiful things that she has been doing. So thank you for being here. Um, I'll just start by asking you to give us a little introduction on yourself, what are the things that you are busy at the moment, what moves you, and in general, what are the things that you are busy with lately? Okay, um, so I'm Marilee, and I have been studying yoga for about nine years, and working with plants for healing, for connecting with the earth, with myself for about the same amount of time. Um, and lately it's the same idea or the same concept of yoga and plants, but it, it has just transformed to sharing those things um, and sharing what feels comfortable for me, like what resonates with me about yoga, about plant medicine, um, about uniting both together. So I have been planning some plant ceremonies and starting to share combo a little more openly with people. I've worked with it on my own, um, like for my own healing. And then I did like a, a time period where I was sitting with someone who was training other groups and I was there also on how to serve combo. Um, and yeah, it just kind of has been happening that way where people are more interested in it now, like me specifically helping them with it. So I'm arranging some groups for that, um, arranging some tea ceremonies, which I'm really, um, really fond of it's really beautiful same with cacao um, and sound music kind of getting together with some friends um, to sing which has been so lovely and almost like a prayer answered of mine um, and also working on my first like formal teacher training in January that I'm so excited about and just trying to work on the manual for that and like curriculum and um also like want to take some photos for it to make like a book where there's diagrams on like how I approach the postures and so on. Um, and yeah, and then another retreat in Arizona that I'm kind of trying to finalize like the not so fun stuff, like how much it costs and the transportations and all that kind of stuff um, before I get to the more fun part. <laughs> and um, also making my line now for like the winter in this season with like serums and working on some tinctures, um, working on like some different body butters and like herbal blends like for drinking and all that stuff that has to do with the climate here in New York now, which is like cold and cold and dark. <laughs> What's what made you go into this journey? Um, how were you introduced to all of this? This is my mom introduced me to when I was really young. Um, like say I was sick 
or something hurt or has some sort of issue, some sort of suffering, she would always have like a option on how to use plants or like say using salt for like gargling in my throat or just anything. Like her first response was usually um, some sort of plant remedy. Um, and that stuck. And really specifically what turned me on into like plants was I had a, a horrible foot infection that the doctors like from after surgery that doctors couldn't fix. And like, they keep giving me this $80 creams that weren't working over and over again. And my foot looked like it was going to blow up. There was like pus coming out of it. It was really gross. And my mom was like, let's do this thing. Like, let me just soak it in some herbs. And I was like, no, like that's witchcraft stuff. That doesn't work. And um, then I had like no choice. I was like, I'll try anything at this point. Cause I'm like, I can't even walk. So she did one treatment um, soaking. It was like rue and oregano and salt and some other stuff. I think she put alcohol in there too. And with one treatment, like my foot got better and I could walk again. So we did like two more after that, like two more soaks and it was totally gone. And I was dealing with this for like at least eight months. Um, so once that happened, I was like, wow, like I'm so interested in plants and their power. And, um, and then yoga, I, I always liked the idea of it. Um, I didn't really know what it was. I just thought it looked beautiful, especially like the physical part of it and like the flexibility and like the beauty of it, but also the fact that it looked like there was some sort of spirituality intertwined with it. I just thought it was so appealing when I was like a little girl and there's a yoga studio like right down my street that has been there since I was like six or something. Um, so I always thought I wasn't old enough to go into the yoga studio. <laughs> so when I was like 17 and I got my first car, I'm like, all right, like I have a car, I'm going to college. Like I should be able to go into a yoga class. So I did. And I signed up and I fell in love. Um, so I never stopped practicing since then. And I ended up doing like my teacher training there and started teaching there and everything. Um, and then like the plant ceremonies came I was like first working with mushrooms I was just at a point in my life I don't know maybe like 16 or something where you know we start to ask ourselves like what's the point of life like what do I want to do with my life and I felt that first time with mushrooms just really gave me a perspective on life um, that I thought would be helpful to keep working with in this like very transitional stage of you know life of like teenager kind of going into an adult um, so I kept working with mushrooms for a long time after that. And naturally some other kind of plant medicines came in after that, um, that were a little stronger, I guess, or just different spirits, different energies. And, um, yeah, and they just taught me so much and to be able to surrender and to like find, I guess, certain answers in life. So early on just made me very like happy and passionate to keep studying and stay with it and to eventually share it mm, beautiful and coming to this sharing because that's actually the main focus of this series um i want to really focus about community and i know that you have been holding space for others for a long time now and i'm just wondering as someone that holds space for others what's the role of community in your life yeah so um for me, it really, I, I find that it keeps me alive, honestly, like if it wasn't for sharing, I think it would be very boring um, of a life. And I think I need that enrichment 
with like other people and like the reflections of other beings and even simply people telling me how happy they are to be alive simply or to connect with another being to hear another person's voice especially like through COVID and stuff with all this separation and isolation um I think the feedback that I get just keeps me going it keeps me in my practice because I find that if I don't stay in my practice then it's like inauthentic to try to share these things and it'll just feel like uh like I'm marketing something you know and that's not fulfilling um and like specifically like being a person who has dealt with like suicidal thoughts before finding yoga and all these practices and like a lot of depression um I think it totally is my driving force to keep showing up for myself and to keep showing up for people I love and even strangers whoever it is um yeah it definitely so for me I guess the role is just it uh keeps me learning and keeps me growing and keeps me connecting to to God through humans through nature and um yeah it's it's definitely very important for me and I find I find a difference when I like wasn't close to people it's just um hmm. I guess the the best way I can explain it is by sharing a story if you don't mind <laughs> so it's uh, the story of this monk that um was like in a cave studying all the scriptures of yoga for like 50 years and eventually he died and then he reincarnated and he was like whoa why did I reincarnate if I figured it out I reached enlightenment I read all the scriptures so then he tries it again and then he dies and he reincarnates again he's like whoa okay so let me try something different this time so he read all the scriptures, he memorized it, he reached enlightenment, and then he went out into a town. He's like, well, let me share it this time instead of just staying in my cave. And then he found like how many people were suffering. And by sharing what he knew, he was able to just alleviate the suffering of people. And um, when he died, he didn't reincarnate again. He like went to the different dimension and he was like, whoa, like, why am I here? These people still need me. Like people still need help. Um, I want to keep sharing. And, um, and God was like, oh, well, you got it right. So he vowed to keep reincarnating for as many lifetimes as necessary until all beings find enlightenment. Um, so yeah, that story always resonated with like, how I don't want to just know these things or practice these things on my own. And there is just some driving force to share it with people because that, you know, that same information that was shared with me saved my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And also it's this the story really makes me think that sometimes people really say that joy it's only authentic when it's shared. And I really find this uh sentence intriguing because indeed of course you have these moments when you're alone and when you're doing your own practice that you feel enlightenment. But then there's something about when you do it in community that amplifies like the whole space around is like feeling the energy and then it's all is amplified like a million times than if you would be alone. And it's really special also what you were saying that from your own experience of the things that you have been through and you know that this would benefit so many other people, then you have this drive to share. And that's really beautiful. And it's often something that I, I don't know, I also sometimes I'm recently really feeling called to hold people's space uh, and whatever way that means. And I actually feel that this platform, it's really much about that. And initially, I didn't have the connection to it, that it was about holding other people and to 
to make them be listened and share stories with others that could inspire or just trigger something in people and it really clicked for me lately that it's really about that and I think it's also important to to let people know that you can serve community in a lot of different ways it's not just about having a space in which you give classes and you offer a workshop or something it can really just be about having a conversation with a friend or just sending videos links videos of things that you are interested about and sharing it with your friends and creating this kind of sense of connection and 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 wanting to share and like this exchange so yeah i really i really feel this power of community and the more i practice and the more i talk to people the more i feel it and it's really think that it's a beautiful uh, place to to grow if you are specifically a disciplined person you can really um go through the journey alone but of course you always have these moments that you feel like i just want to be hold i just want someone to hug me or someone to talk to and it can really do a lot of things and it's really amazing and i'm also curious for to to know from you a bit of the differences that you feel because from what i understood you also give like private classes right like one by one so how Could you tell us a bit more about that? Like how differently can you also engage with someone when it's a private or how differently it goes in general? Yeah, yeah, I find that it is, you know, it's very interesting where it depends on the person, on how they feel like in their own body or like how comfortable they are with themselves because I've, had some people who prefer to have like a private session or a private moment because they're not comfortable in larger groups. And then there's people who feel like more of the spotlight or more of the attention is on them when it's just them. So they prefer to kind of blend in in a larger group. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting like observing that uh, from the other person. But for me, I find that there's beauty in both in the sense that when there's many people, there's like more of a vulnerability that you're opening up to. And I think like part of that energy you were speaking about that gets amplified, like comes from that vulnerability and like from that openness to so many beings and like so many reflections of yourself being shown at you. It really is. Um, it could even be like overwhelming sometimes, like all that love, you know, um, as to also when there is just a one-on-one -on -one person, like the information that is being like for me given to them or um, instruction that's given is very personalized maybe to their actual personality, as opposed to like when it's a large group, um, there's also beauty in being able to see like, it's not just a personal thing, but it might be more of a general thing that I'm speaking of. But the fact that we all can connect to it can make us feel like that oneness in an amplified way. Like, wow, you feel that way too. Or wow, that resonated for you too. Um, and I also especially love holding groups for women because I think there's so many similarities that we go through and it's so beautiful to feel like, wow, we're not alone, you know, with these certain thoughts that come up or certain feelings that come up with certain things. Um, so yeah, I think that is what I find to be very beautiful in those group, like larger group settings, that ability to, to feel vulnerable and like to surrender to certain things with so many different people um, and to feel like that oneness. But again, with the, the one-on-ones, like the instruction to just 
be like that that space we were speaking like to be held very individually and to feel like seen very specifically in certain parts of ourselves and supported in very uh, specific parts of ourselves if it's like you know nursing an injury with yoga or it's um a certain thing that's going on in the mind like if the mind is has this one specific repetitive thought you know we can address that specifically so yeah I think um for people that are maybe like newer to certain practices or don't feel comfortable with that vulnerability that a one-on-one might be very good especially if they feel comfortable with the person because I think that's very important to feel like um a certain kind of connection with whoever that other person is um, and vice versa, you know, even as a teacher or like the person that's holding the space to feel connection and safe in that person's energy also. Um, Cause there's like kind of nothing else or no one else there. It's also supported. It's just like you and them. Um, and then for people that maybe are wanting to open up to more of a, that oneness or that like expanded connection with people um the group things are, are very nice. And also, um, I think also when you want to meet more people and like make more connections with like-minded people, group ceremonies or group retreats or group yoga classes, even if it's a yoga studio, I think are so helpful for that. Like to find friends that resonate with what you want to do and like, like-minded people. Yeah. So yeah, I think they both have their beauty. Um, and I think it, it just depends on what the person is seeking that would, um, make them select a certain outlet to seeking connection or a service. Right. And it's so interesting that you mentioned actually the group of women, because lately I've been also just watching a lot of videos on uh, deconstructing your inner patriarchy and stuff like that, like women's circle. So I'm very interested also to know, um, yeah, a bit the experience of, how is it to be in the circle only with women then and then when one that it's makes like what's the biggest or maybe what are the themes that resonate more what are the general subjects that go on um on these ceremonies yeah so um specifically like being with just women it's it's a whole nother energy it's really interesting my first woman's circle I just felt so comfortable and I think that's a a big word and theme and like emotion that comes up for women like the ability to feel completely comfortable with who they are and to not have to kind of put on a different face or a different mask and to just simply be um and I always find that like when we do like a beginning introduction like going around a circle there's like so much crying, which is so beautiful because it's again like this ability to just kind of take off like the hardness or maybe like more of the masculine side, like the protective nature and like the strong nature. And just simply, I think being with women gives like this permission to our inner feminine to be that, to like feel and to allow ourselves to be seen and held. Um, so yeah, a lot of emotion just simply comes up because like, you know, the, the feminine energy just being more emotional than logical and just letting it flow instead of having to think about why maybe we're feeling this way or if we should feel this way or not. Yeah, I just find it to be like this openness to just allow for feelings to flow. Um, and I, I think another common thing that comes up is women speaking about not really having that ability in the past to just show up and like not feel judged and not feel um 
like they have to like gossip or not have to kind of put themselves on a certain pedestal, like say appearance wise or what their attitude should be like or, or whatnot. Um, and I think that also specifically comes from the specific intention to like go to a woman's circle, you know, like maybe it's working with a certain plant medicine or just working on connecting to that feminine energy. I think it just um, attracts certain women that are looking for a certain kind of connection other than like just surface level mundane conversation, you know, or like friends that we just have because we grew up with them, you know, <laughs> even if we kind of don't like see things the same in, anymore, which is fine, you know, but I think these certain circles when we like gravitate towards them um, is looking for something different than we might have known to be true in like past female relationships. Um, so yes, yeah, so I find that ability for women to just feel like, wow, I actually never felt this connected to, to women before. And I think a big part of finding that is just that initial step and like that, um, that bravery of like walking into a circle or something new. Um, yeah, so definitely a lot of comfort, a lot of emotion. Um, I've seen so many women make new friends, like long lasting friendships, which is so beautiful. You know, I'm like, wow, you guys are hanging out. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I think those are the, the main popular things that I've noticed for sure. Mm -hmm. But I can really imagine because as you said, it's like you're coming to a group that is looking for the same or that's, it's for sure with people that are more, uh, with the same mindsets as you. So the, the connections that are established are immediately more deep than the ones that you would establish somewhere else or in another circumstance or context So. It's really beautiful to hear and I'm so happy to also know that more and more people this is happening it's the reality we are doing it and it's so I don't know I feel that it's such empowering thing to do for us women and and yeah really allow ourselves also to do that and give space to that that's an important part also mm -hmm. yeah would you like also to maybe share a bit more about the upcoming teaching program or stuff that you are doing so that people can also look up? I'll make sure that I will leave all your information um, also in the description of this podcast so that people can check up on you. But anything that you would like to add yourself or just share right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to share about um, the upcoming training in January. So it is a combination of Ayurveda and Hatha yoga together and how to approach our yoga practice in honor of the seasons, in honor of like our own body type, um, in honor of our own cycles and patterns that we can start to become aware of through the study of Ayurveda. Like, you know, what elements are prominent in our body and what balances those elements and what can also like suffocate those elements and, and imbalance them. Um, and like doing that with yoga. So with breathing techniques, with postures, with nutrition, diet, um, and different purification methods, different meditations also. Um, so we'll go through that and like the, also how to apply safety to Hatha yoga, such as alignment and like what contraindications, if you have an injury or so on, what should be avoided and what you would apply if you have an injury. Um, Cause I think that's super important to, I know myself and like other people, if there's something wrong, we kind of sometimes use it as an excuse to stop a practice or to stop some physical things. 
Um, whereas in yoga, it's so nice that we can do things to help ourselves in that in those moments. So we'll speak about that. And then also what I'm really excited about in it is um, opening up a space for people to learn how to teach, because I don't think that, you know, we just need to um, teach like in a yoga studio or even like want to have to make money or make it a career to teach. I think we can teach all the time, you know, like to our parents, to our friends, to our loved ones or partners, to strangers, you know, if we know some information and we know how to um, express that information in like a non-pushy way, a non-critical way, in a compassionate way, then we can really be of service to anyone that has an issue that we might know how to help them with. Um, so yeah, so I have practice with teaching and like certain vocabulary also, and like, for example, instead of saying, push your foot here, like, you know, press your foot here and how those little things, um, can really change the vibration that people feel and like the emotions that people might feel when we speak to them. Um, so that's that in January and the food will be all organic and like also Ayurvedic. It's in the Catskill Mountains, a beautiful mountain, just so peaceful, serene and quiet. Um, and that is January 19th to the 23rd. And it's going to be limited to five people. So it'll be very small. So it'll keep it nice and contained. And uh, we'll also do mantra and like sound healing and bring in some other stuff that isn't just like hatha yoga. Um, and then in March, March 19th to the 22nd, I'll have an all women's retreat where we'll have like cacao and do a lot of, of the more feminine practices in yoga, like yin yoga. Um, we'll meditate and we'll go on hikes, do some singing, some chanting and delicious food. Um, we'll learn also like how to address women's health with yoga and like with traditional Chinese medicine um, and like some different traditional Chinese medicine approaches to wellness, like um, acupressure, doing like maksa, bakshin and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that is going to be open for registration January 1st. Um, and then from there on, I kind of do a lot of local, just small gatherings for women and different plant medicine ceremonies that are open for people, uh, private sessions and so on. Mm, super nice. Oh, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for sharing and for this time. I hope the people that will listen to this will also follow you along and maybe get involved into one of your things. Um, I'm really looking forward. Also myself, we've been talking a little bit about it, but I would love to also come and join you now in January. Um, I'm also quite new to this uh, Ayurveda stuff and I'm really, really, really interested in it. So let's see what happens. But um, for everyone that is listening, you have here a person that knows a lot about it. So if you're interested yourself, just reach out and I'm sure she'll be willing to help. <laughs> Um, thank you so much once again. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Appreciate the space and what you're doing. I think it's so important and exactly what you said, like there's so many unique ways to hold space. And if it resonates, I think it, that's like what makes it thrive and be so beneficial to people. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Movement Matter. If you feel like, please share it with your friends, family, and people who might be interested in the topics that we talked here today. I hope to see you in our next episode. Until there, have a good time. <laughs>